Welcome everyone to episode 79 of the Practicology Podcast. My name is Mike Knox and Matthew Kane will be joining me in just a second. Before he does though, can I just remind you that we are beginning the August Summer Challenge now. Uh, this week is the week to memorize Ephesians 1 verses 1 to 5. We're planning to memorize the entire chapter together this month of August. We encourage you strongly to join us in that venture and just remember that the episode a week from now will be covering those first five verses as we work our way through this wonderful and glorious chapter. So yes, uh, join with us in that. But now let's uh, turn to you, Matthew. Matthew, you're going to be speaking to us about a very practical question today. It's a question we often ask, and it's this one, what is my spiritual gift? Yeah, it is a question that many of us struggle with at times. And right off the outset, I would like to, I think, do us a favor by rephrasing the question. Instead of just saying, what is my spiritual gift? I would like us to ask the question, what is my ministry or what is my role in the church? What is my sphere of service? There's a couple of reasons for that. One, it may preserve us from being focused upon the gift, this special ability that I may or may not have. And it helps me to remember that whatever God has given me is to be used as a blessing to others to edify the church. Secondly, I'm not convinced that the New Testament is always using the word gift in the sense of special ability. In fact, I think there's a few passages that clearly indicate otherwise. And so I'm not, I'm not actually convinced that we all receive a special ability at our conversion. We do receive the Holy Spirit. We receive grace from God to fulfill a ministry. What do you think of what I'm saying there, Mike? Well, it's definitely different from what I've heard growing up, Matthew. I do think some of the language in the New Testament about gifts is, is what you're saying. It's not referring to a special ability. Uh, but yeah, I can't wholeheartedly endorse what you're saying, but I am open to it. I think there's something there. So so yeah, just keep going with that. All right, a little bit of tension here on the Practicology podcast today, but we'll we'll work through that. For now, we want to think about what is it that God has given us to do and how are we to figure that out? How do we know what our individual ministry is? And what I have found helpful is using the word or the acronym ABBA, A-B-B-A. So the first A in the word ABBA stands for ability. Now, on the one hand, I've just said I'm not convinced that the word gift means ability. I'm not convinced that we all receive a special ability at the time of our conversion. Nonetheless, we do all have abilities, and God wants us to use those abilities for his glory. So part of assessing whether a particular aspect of service may be something for you to focus upon is whether you have any ability in that area. You may have seen someone engaging in a, in a valuable ministry in another local church, and you think, boy, there's, there's nobody doing that here. Maybe, maybe I should do that. Well, that doesn't automatically mean that you're the person to fill that gap. Your perception of that may be another clue. It may be another piece of the puzzle. But your skill set may be entirely different from that of the in other individual. So I want you to think about something that is within your abilities. Is there a way that you can use that ability for God's glory? So Matthew, on the one hand, you're saying it might not be that we receive ability at conversion, you know, but, but here you are telling us to, to consider what abilities we have. Uh, are you saying that maybe some of these abilities are, are something that we were born with or that we had prior to uh, being saved? Yeah, it definitely could be. God can use what we speak of as natural ability. Remember that God has given us everything that we possess, so it's not in a sense that it's just of the flesh. It is God-given. But with the Holy Spirit and with grace from God, 
those abilities can now be used for his glory. I don't think we want to underplay the difference that the Holy Spirit dwelling within us makes. So that's a significant change in our lives. And the point is, what is the work that we are going to do? And yeah, God can very well use the abilities that he has given us as we develop them with his help. And as they are submitted to his will and his lordship, they can be used for his glory. I notice you use the word develop there, Matthew. Uh, Paul tells Timothy, I think, to stir up the gift that is in him. And I guess I just uh, want to bring, bring out a point that, that uh, especially young believers can have an ability that is still very uh, small and underdeveloped, right? Like uh, someone could have the gift of teaching, but really need to work hard all the same at studying the scriptures and, and learning the truth of scripture so that he has something to teach. It's an excellent example. I mean, I, I don't think we'd say that anyone just suddenly becomes a great Bible teacher at the point of their conversion, but God may be calling them to that but yes, they have, a, they have that responsibility, that need to develop in that through their Bible study, through learning from other teachers as well. Um, and even, even in my own life, Mike, I recognize, okay, well, God has called me to preach the word. There are, there are aspects of preaching service that I just don't seem to be as fruitful at right now. Maybe in time I can develop in those things, but at the moment, that's not what God has for me to do. Yeah, that's a helpful admission because... Um I think the mindset has been, at least in some places, that, you know, if you're a preacher, you should be able to do it all. But uh, it's good to hear you recognizing your own limits, Matthew, and and that enables you to target your efforts specifically on those areas in which you are strong and, and which the Lord does seem to bless you in. And recognizing as we do develop in different areas, uh, our roles in the local church may change over time as the needs in the local church change and as my ability in different areas develop. Here's the thing. Don't ignore, don't waste the ability and the opportunity the Lord has given you already. He has a particular role for each one to fulfill in his church. Ephesians 4, there is one body, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So the first A is for ability. All right, well, take us to that first B in uh, Abba. All right, the first B is for burden. Another way the Holy Spirit directs us to what he wants us to do is by placing a burden within us for some particular service. Now here, I'm not using the word burden with a negative connotation as in something that weighs you down, but in the sense of a strong desire in your inner man, a positive sense of responsibility to meet an identified need. Now, again, this isn't a standalone, never failing proof of a calling. In fact, I'd say none of the four aspects of Abba are sufficient on their own. Part of the puzzle is recognizing your ability. Part of the puzzle is recognizing what God has given you a burden for. Remember, I gave an example a moment ago of, of seeing uh, someone else fulfilling a role in another local church and you recognizing, boy, there's nobody doing that here. And I said that isn't automatically answer the question that you should be doing it. But it could be the reason that you have noticed that lacking in your local church is that God wants to impress that upon you. That's one of the ways that he guides us. Because of our diverse personalities and backgrounds and through the sovereign work of the head of the body to provide for his church, different people are going to identify different needs. We'll have varying burdens, varying senses of responsibility. We'll feel 
pulled in different directions from one another. But that's how God arranges it. That's how. That's why different things can get done in the local church. No one person does it all, and not everybody can be doing the same thing. Yeah, so one of the ways we can potentially recognize uh, a gift within us is is what am I hypersensitive about, right? Like, what what are the needs that I seem to be able to sense more readily than than other people can? And what I like about all this, Matthew, is is just how, yeah, it's tying together, I think, uh, doctrines of creation, of God's providence, of God's sovereignty, that the God who is calling you or me or the listeners to specific roles in the local church is also the God who is in control of history, who is shaping our lives, who is creating us with certain inclinations and desires and burdens and, uh, and, and bringing those two together. That's right. 1 Corinthians 12, of course, is a great passage for this. He has set the members in the church as he wills. Ephesians 4, another relevant passage. All right, we've covered the first A and the first B in the acronym ABBA. Let's go to the second B, which is for blessing. So we have ability. We have burden in the sense of a spiritual desire, a sense of responsibility. Now, thirdly, we have blessing. When you attempt to serve the Lord in some particular way, are his people being blessed? You know that your role in the body is not to promote yourself, but to serve and build up the church to edify others. So are they being are they being edified and encouraged by your work? I just gave an example a moment ago, Mike, of how I recognize that there's certain aspects of of preaching that don't seem to be within my sphere of service at the moment. And I mean there's there's times when I can preach the word in a certain setting and I judge there to be fruit and I it seems that people are encouraged and helped and based on the feedback that they give me, I, I get the sense this could be a, a line of service that the Lord wants me to continue in. There's, there's, there's another aspect of preaching, as I mentioned, where I don't, maybe it's the lack of feedback, but maybe it's, it's, it's just my own perception that this isn't accomplishing the same end. And maybe the Lord just doesn't have that for me right now. It's not producing the blessing that he could be producing through me in other spheres of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Romans 12, when Paul talks about gifts there, uh, he does it in the context of pride. And and what he's saying is that that what would be prideful about an approach to gifts is is the assumption that I should be able to do it all. Uh, but he's saying, don't don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. If, if you have a gift for helping, then help. And if you have a gift for giving, then give. And one for teaching, then teach. But uh, recognize that you're just one member in the body. And what, what I think is so important about what you're doing here, Matthew, is that you keep pointing us to that, you know, not just to myself, but also to the body. Where is the place where uh, I can recognize my gifts? It's, it's by finding my place as a member in the body. It's, it's yeah, um, looking to see if others are blessed by what I'm doing. It's, it's not just, you know... Uh, relying on my own self-assessment, but but there's a humility there in, in that I'm subjecting myself to the assessment of others too. Do they recognize this gift in me? Yeah, that's so important. I mean, others are not the perfect judge of God's calling for our life in every way, yet at the same time, in an abundance of counsels, there is safety, Proverbs 11, and we all need one another. Iron sharpens iron, and we're, we're learning from our spiritual mentors, um, this is also a reminder to those of us that are maybe not so young to be actively encouraging younger believers in the ministry for which we do perceive them to be fitted. We, we sometimes make the mistake of trying to push everyone into the same role. We can stumble them. 
and hinder their knowledge of their own particular role in the body. But we should let them know when the Lord has blessed us through their contribution and encourage them in that area. Yeah, that's some. I just want to jump in there, Matthew, um, because even in this episode, we've talked a lot about you and me uh, with with our work of preaching. And I think that can be so emphasized, you know, the, the gift of preaching or teaching or exhorting and so on, that um, other Christians just think, well, that's all there is. I mean, if I don't have that, I, I've got nothing. Is there anything you can say to counter that a little bit? Well, one thing that comes to my mind right off the top is I, I think of two brothers who have been such a huge help and blessing to me and uh, an example of Christian service and Christian devotion. And neither one of them is particularly known for their preaching. And it's not the messages that they have given from a pulpit that have been such a blessing to me. It's other aspects in their life. It's private conversations. It's their example in, in their finding their role in, in other ways to serve God's people and just their willingness to serve. So those are just a couple of brothers that come to my mind. Um, it's not their preaching. And preaching isn't for everybody. And there are lots of other things that need to be done in the local church. Yeah, so let's let's go out of our way, not just to uh, recognize the up-and-coming potential preacher or something, but let's go out of our way to, to maybe readjust the balance a little bit and really recognize those other, maybe less visible gifts, less obvious gifts, but those other ones are so important as well. The gift of encouragement, for instance. All right, let's come to our final A in the acronym ABBA. We've talked about ability. We've talked about a burden, a strong desire within us. We have talked about whether it is a blessing to others. The final A is for attachment. Now, you mentioned a moment ago, Mike, about the need to, to be in fellowship with others, the need to be um, learning from one another. And that's really what I'm thinking of here. We talk about gifts in the body, and the body of Christ is a, is a big thing. The truth of the matter is, in experience, you're not really going to know your role in the body of Christ apart from being practically attached to a fellowship of the Lord's people in a local church. Just imagine for a moment, if you will, a person hobbling along the road on one foot. And the reason he's hobbling on one foot is that his other foot is lying there on the ground a few feet behind him, severed from his body. Now, that's not going to do the rest of his body much good. That severed foot isn't helping the body. The body's doing nothing for the severed foot. Uh, just consider that for a moment. Don't, don't get too occupied with severing, dismembering bodies or anything like that. But the point is that an unattached member cannot fulfill his intended role in the body. Now, I know every Christian has a secure membership in the body of Christ. Once you are in Christ, you cannot be severed from him or his church. But you can't really fulfill your role in the body if you aren't involved with the body. The way to be involved in the life of the body is to be practically attached to it in the life of a local church. Now, we talked about this a little while ago, uh, episode 66, I think it was, how the church is a people to whom you commit. We talked more about the body metaphor. And let me just remind you to be invested in the local church. Be involved. Be committed. Be attached. Or another A we could use that would make a similar point is... Be available. So often when I heard teaching on this subject, one of the helpful points that was made to me was the scripture from Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. And one of the ways that we're going to find our role in the local church is by taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to us. Yeah, a person interested in soccer doesn't find their role in the soccer team by uh, you know, playing the EA Sports version or FIFA World Cup uh, at home online 
but but by getting there to practice, right? By joining the team when it meets, when it discusses, when it practices, and then uh, you find your your role on the team. I know you you like playing soccer in the summertime, Mike. What what position? What part of the team do you uh, feature in the most? Well, definitely not goalie or defense, but I love playing midfield or uh, striker position. That was the good thing about me playing tennis or table tennis. I didn't have to worry too much about the positions. I just, there was only one position to play. But the the local church is more like a team. So we do need to find our role and we do need to be there to, to help one another. This is where the truth of the one united body of Christ is going to be put into practice and lived out. And the will of God for people is not only their salvation, not only their place as members in the body, but also to be part of a local church. Amen. So think about those four letters in the acronym ABBA, A-B-B-A, ability, burden, blessing, and attachment. But when we, when we say the word ABBA, there is likely something else coming to our listeners' mind. What do you think that might be, Mike? Well, it's uh, the very affectionate name that the Lord Jesus used of the Father in prayer, isn't it? And uh, the one that we're invited to use as well. Right. So while these principles that we have gone over will hopefully be a practical help to you, I don't want you to overlook this other spiritual exercise that is so key when we want to know God's will, and that is the exercise of prayer. And Abba, Father, that's what we have been taught to pray by the indwelling Holy Spirit. So Abba not only reminds us that God is our Father, but it encourages us to draw near to Him. And He wants you to come close and bring your request to Him. Well, we've tried to make some practical suggestions, little clues to help you find your role. Don't overlook prayer. Uh, Spend some time praying about it. Yes, talk to others. Yes, try different opportunities of service. But talk to God about it. And then be willing to submit to God when He gives us His mind. You know, a lot of the times when we come to God in prayer, we think that we're trying to find His will. But as my father says, it's often we're just trying to find our own will or trying to submit to God's will. And that psalmist prayer always gets my attention. He doesn't just say, he doesn't say, teach me to know your will. He says, teach me to do your will. And remember, that was the the attitude of Paul when he was Saul and when he was first saved. Lord, what will you have me to do? I love the words that Paul later says to Archippus in Colossians chapter 4. See that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. He doesn't say, see that you uh, can figure out what gift you've gotten, but see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. And if God has given you something to do through prayer and through dependence upon him, he is able to use you to fulfill that work. Amen. And James tells us that this Abba Father is the Father from whom every good and perfect gift comes. It comes down from above and uh, so our Father has given us these, these gifts or abilities or roles, Matthew, and, and he's given them to use them in service of others. It, it's not for self-fulfillment, personal fulfillment, but for his will fulfillment. Good, thank you. So let me just leave you with the scripture of Romans 12, verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them to build one another up, to serve the Lord, and to be a blessing to others for his name's sake. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Again, let me remind you that now is the time to start working on Ephesians chapter 1 as well. We are going to be working on that with you. I'm going to get to work on memorizing that, and 
the next episode that we drop here on the Practicology Podcast, we'll be looking at those first few verses of Ephesians chapter 1 under Mike's leadership. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, can't wait. See you all next week. All right, and there's more information about the Summer Challenge on the website, practicologypodcast.com. Thanks very much for tuning in today. Yeah.